Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock. I am Tyler Walzak. I'm here with Puya Ricey, as always. We're actually sitting side by side. Our knees are touching pretty much. Once once a season, twice a season, we do the live show together. Is that true? Yeah, it's usually a better show, too. Yeah. Now, I'm going to start us off here by calling you out on calling me out. A couple weeks now, I've come up with the game of the week. That's my specialty. I don't know anything about football, defensive scheme, offensive play calls. I don't know anything about that. But I can tell you the game of the week. I called it last week with Buffalo, Kansas City, and you call me out and say, oh, no, no, there's a bigger game, Philadelphia Eagles. And I've said this before, the game of the week isn't necessarily the one with the biggest impact on the standings. The game of the week is going to be the one most talked about and the one that's going to be the most entertainment value. And that's where I picked the game of the week. And you said it was going to be the Cowboys and Eagles, but I stand by it. Was it not Kansas City Buffalo. That was the game of the well, week. That's because of the way. It, well, I mean, both games. It was a better game to watch. Yes, um, it was a better what, game to watch. It came down to the final play, and it was talked about more. It wasn't really the final play, but it was a play with a minute left. Should we just go right into that now? Because I thought you were going to call me out about this at the end of the fucking show because it's written down here at the notes uh, on like point number twenty-eight. Where does it say? It says here. Once again, I got the game in the right, and Tyler didn't ask me about it. So you just brought that up to the forefront to lead off the show with. Yeah, because if you're going to catch somebody off guard, you got to catch them off guard. You can't let them ease didn't into it. Didn't expect this at all. You could have caught me <laughs> off guard at any point in this. At any point. Um, okay, well, let's get right into the Chiefs, because this is this the, the point where they turn heel? Like, where they become a bad guy? Uh, I don't know, because they're not... A bad team in terms of like, you know, you think of some of those old teams like the Raiders, the, you know, do anything to win, break a guy's like finger and stuff. Like they're not sure, but that evil empire type of team. They've just experienced a lot of success and a lot of people don't like them, right? Like a lot of people don't like success. Uh, LeBron James is the first guy that comes to mind. He's not a bad guy. He has no bad characteristics as a person. A bunch of them. That you could... He has a bunch of them. He <laughs> lies all the time. He gets caught lying every are time. Are they lies, though? They're 100% lies. Why like, are they lies? Where, I, where's the one where he's just like, I knew that Kobe was going to drop 81 points that night. I knew it. Sure. That's, it's Why even fit. say it, though? Why You're just making yourself look dumb. Anyway, they people don't like him because he's successful. If he wasn't successful... No, it has nothing to do with successfulness. You know, it's if the he same thing with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is going to get a lot of hate just because he is the best quarterback in the league right now. He's going to get hate for that. People always want to hate on the best guy and judge him differently than everybody else. This week, everyone's hating on him just because of his uh, his comments about the referees. His entire actions. I I had no problem with Patrick Mahomes before. I'm not hating guys. I don't hate LeBron James because he's great. I hate LeBron James because sometimes he's annoying. And he just goes to the next step because he wants to be liked so much that it's like, it's annoying to me. So did it turn him heel? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's heel because right now I hate the I hate the Kansas City Chiefs now. Everything that they've done off the field this year has annoyed the shit out of me. The Taylor Swift stuff is fine, whatever. But then Brittany Mahomes jumping onto the Taylor Swift bandwagon and them hanging out together, that rubbed me the wrong way. And then now with not just what he said about the referees after the game, Mahomes I'm talking about, it's the way he handled it when the call was made and throwing his helmet on the sidelines and like just absolutely losing his mind on the official, on his other teammates, like complaining to them about it, not yelling at them. Um, but then going up to Josh Allen after the game and being like, I can't believe that fucking call. That's crazy. Like I've never seen a game end on an offensive offside. It's like, dude, you lost a game to the guy you're complaining to because of a fucking coin toss. And he didn't get to go to the Super Bowl because of a coin flip. And you're complaining because of your guy was offside? That it was the right call. He was offside. He was blatantly offside. So as soon as Mahomes decides to go on this fucking tangent about they about like one call, which it's not like the referee threw the flag after that play. He had no idea that it was going to be one of the coolest plays of all time. He There's no possible way. He threw the flag as soon as the ball was snapped. That's what he has to do as an official. 
So what was he supposed to do? Like, did Mahomes just want him to go like, hey, that was a really cool play. We're not going to call a penalty on yeah. this. So two things. With the Josh Allen bit, I, I don't know what their personal relationship is. Like, they had that golf tournament thing together. They're, they're apparently friends. Yeah, they're, they're buddies. Like, that could have been an after the game. He's I, I understand it looks bad because it just looks like you're a sore loser complaining about the play. He device. is a sore loser. But... If I, we don't know the dynamic of the relationship, if they're buddies like that, and like you know, he's talking to him candidly after the game, like a buddy, and they kind of understand each other, it's different than it just you know, any random quarterback comes up to you at the game and kind of d- diminishes your win by saying, Oh, it was a bullshit call, right? I, I'll the, give them a little bit of leeway just because they do seem to have some sort of relationship off the field as well. But now, the call itself. The call, like, what's the controversy on this call? Like, do you remember last year there was a Terry McLaurin play where he lined up, he checked with the referee, the referee kind of uh, gave him a nod, and then he thought he was, or he stepped back, checked again, referee didn't do anything, and then he yeah, scored a touchdown. Was, that would have been a call where I would agree with, the if that happened to Kansas City this time, where he checked and the referee said he was, like, good or not good, but Tony did not check at all. So this entire game, he did not one every single time he lined up. He never checked once with the referee, not once. Right, but was he offside multiple times? Four times. Four times. So that's this was the, the most the, egregious one. The, to, was it okay? Well, yeah. It that's the, the ball part, was behind his head. That's the part that gets me is why are the refs like waiting to not call something and then choosing the most pivotal time to call it. If that, I think it was because it was the most egregious one, and it was like, man, this guy's been doing this all game, and he's not learning from it. He's not learning from it, right. and it's like we're gonna throw the we're throwing the flag. Out of Fair enough. At the end of the day, but there's no way they were gonna know that play would come from. No, him. at the end of the day, it's on Kadarius Tony. Yeah, like you are a professional, you need to sort something out here. Like you've cost them multiple games now. Yeah. Well, I so I listened to Shannon Sharp and Chad Ochocinco talk about this. Yeah. Both guys that caught balls that lined up on the line of scrimmage and not one of them have ever been called for offsides and they said that is on tony you have to check every time you go to the line you look over you check with the referee you're either good or not good usually you're good because it's like so minimal um he didn't do it once he's like that's a that's a human error that's like and also they've been they made a point to call this this year i think last year there was maybe one or two times this was called there was 11 times before this weekend that this play, this off, offensive offsides was called. So they were making a point to do it. It's you're going to see it again, like you're, but you're also going to see guys be offside and not get called. It's just how egregious is it? How yeah. ridiculous is it? And it, I think that it was more they called it because he wasn't wide, he wasn't out wide, he was tight up against the the offensive line, which makes it that much more. Kind of like, are you kidding me? Like, are you just going to throw it in yeah. our faces I, at this point? I don't have any sympathy for the Chiefs. You, it's, get, a fair, yeah. it's a fair call. And also, you've been on the other end of a lot of calls. In like the tiki, Super Bowl. Ticky-tacky calls. Um, I, I just think, yeah, you got to move on from Tony or something here. Like, I something's got to change. Yeah, I don't know like, how he's still... But... If you're a teammate of his, like, aren't you like, dude, you now not, are you, not only are you dropping the balls, which is your job, is to catch those balls. You were hired as a wide receiver. It's in your name. But now you're dropping balls and you're making like bad position plays and you're doing things before even the snap that are detrimental to our team. I don't know why you're still on this team. Yeah. And I think the only reason is because they gave up like a second-round pick for them in that trade. My, my beef with the refs is the same thing I've said before, is the inconsistency of calls. Because as everyone knows, they called the right call here. It was He was offside. It is what it is. That's yeah. it's a black and white thing. Yeah. It's not a, an up for debate thing. There's a physical, like well, an imaginary physical line, and you're over it. You're over it. Yeah. And again, it was called the flag. You can hear uh, Al Michaels, who was the Chris Collinsworth, somebody, whoever the announcer was, Tony Romo, yeah. maybe they said, or I think it was Joe Buck, a flag thrown at the snap, like flag on the play. There's a flag on the offensive line. So no, no one knew this play was going to happen. If this play didn't happen, there's no, this isn't a controversy at all. It's next play. So they let it get to themselves after that call. They got all hyped up about it. Um, and just the way, like, I don't know, Mahomes was, has been good his entire career about just being quiet, um, speaking, like, when he's calm, collected, cool. Like, he's never had a problem like this. So for that to be this long, like, from the get, I can understand being mad on the sidelines. I can understand that. 
Um, I don't understand. I also you you were talking to Josh Allen in the heat of that moment, like it just happened to you. So I can can sort of understand why you would say that to Josh Allen, even though Josh Allen was on the other side of that losing coin flip, then all year has been basically buried in Buffalo, like a witch hunt for him to get, lose his job. They want his coach fired. They want his offensive coordinator fired. They want the GM fired in Buffalo. There's a lot of things going on in Buffalo where if I was Josh Allen and Mahomes came up to me and said that, I'd be like, dude, you're preaching to the wrong person here. Like I, I've got so many other fires I have to put out. Like You can go just get on your bus and go home. But to then see the picture and the play and continue to bitch about it at your news conference after the game when you've had time to calm down is I feel like it's either just ignorance on his part and childish behavior on his part, or he's still trying to defend Tony because I feel like Chiefs fans would crucify Tony at this point. I think it's maybe the frustrations of the constant, you know, uh, shortcomings of the team boiling over. Yeah. It's getting to crunch time in the season. I can see that. And like we were talking about the other week, there, there's no signs of this team's getting better. Yeah, they're just getting worse. Yeah. like There's there's no reliability on any players right now. Yeah. And I, again... Who like, can you rely on? Who's his go-to guy outside of Travis Kelsey? Well, that's the thing. Is it's just Travis Kelsey. Yeah. It's him and Travis Kelsey. And we said this all year last year. If you can shut down Travis Kelsey, it's going to be a very frustrating year for the Kansas City Chiefs. And last year, they kind of had Juju Smith-Schuster, who would catch every third down pass they had. They don't have that guy now. Rasheed Rice maybe in the future will be that guy, but it's not Tony. How do you ever trust Tony ever again Man, on the it's... field? Like that, that's insane to me. I almost feel bad for the guy because like that would have been his redemption. His season would have been saved on that play. Yeah, had he not been gone. Just the call. all he had to do was just know where he was on the field before the snap. Just check. Like it, it's a dumb, dumb play. And like, so the the other thing that's coming from that this week is Travis Kelsey came out and said, there's a lot of media pointing fingers on the skill players on our team. He says, fuck that. Or I say, fuck that is the quote. But I mean, dude, it's not the media pointing fingers at your team. It's everybody watching your team play is realizing that there is no skill players on your team. There is nobody outside you. Pacheco can kind of run the ball. Um, but like other than Kelsey, I'm not afraid of anybody on that team. Right, but what's he supposed to say? I look at it, it's similar as Tyreek Hill saying Tua is better than Mahomes. You just, you got to support your team, stand up for your guys to the media. Because if you start bashing them, it just creates more problems. Well, he does not say anything. Yeah, but he's a talkative guy. He's, you know, he's not, he's not. He has a podcast that I think have a little (laughs) bit more viewers, listeners than we ours, but he does have a a podcast where he does have a, a very huge voice. Um, in the sports world. Yeah, because they can bring anybody from the NFL in. We can't get anybody. Yeah. We can't get a CFL guy in here. We can get a CFL guy in here. We can probably get a CFL guy in here. Um, okay, let's move on uh, to another team other than KC because I feel like the entire world has a, an opinion on this, so we just got it out of us. I know I feel better. So let's let's move on to everybody's maybe now new favorite guy. I don't uh, want to say fa- – I wouldn't actually even say favorite in New York, but the two two players of the week this year this, – oh, my God. Two players of the week this past week, Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson. Uh, unbelievable games. Was, let's start with Zach Wilson first. I, the only reason why I say Zach Wilson has to be our favorite guy is because we talk about him more than any other player in the NFL during this season's podcast. Yeah, that doesn't actually even play. Yeah, he's. we talk about him more somehow, even though we try to get off him every week. It's because he's such a crazy story. Like, he's he was drafted maybe second quarterback taken in his draft class, um, maybe second overall by the New York Jets. He's supposed to be the savior of New York, not just the team, the savior of New York. And the guy just couldn't get it done. So they bring in Rodgers. Everyone's like, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Oh, we don't need a recap. We know what happened. I know, but we like, is that's insane? And and now he it's then he gets benched. He's still a starter. Then he gets benched, and the rumor comes out again. It's just a rumor, but the rumor comes out that he doesn't want to go back in, and now he's back in there, and he goes, "What are his stats? Are we got him right here? He goes twenty-seven for thirty-six, three hundred and one yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Probably being the the best stat there. That was it's, probably the game of his career. No, that was his yeah. best career game. But what does it do for him in the long run? 
Does it just save him the rest of this season? Like, he can't be it's benched again, season. right? It, again, it's his season now. I, New York has established they don't have another quarterback option. Unless Rodgers comes back, it's got to be Wilson. So what else are they? Who else are they going to put in? Well, they don't have somebody they, else on that team. You can't go to somebody else now. You no. just can't go to somebody else now. It's Wilson's season. Now, here's the interesting thing. If we're going, because the AFC is so tough. Like, they're 5-8. and eight. They're not going to make the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, because everyone else is 7-6. and six. If they were in the NFC, you'd probably see Aaron Rodgers this weekend. But because they're 5-8, and eight, there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 teams that are 7-6 and six that are fighting for the playoffs. Um, they're 5-8. and eight, They're not going to make the playoffs just realistically. But does that mean Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back and you're, like, you, what you just said is it's – it's Wilson for the rest of the year, no matter what. I don't think uh, there's any reason for Rodgers to come back. Why would he risk re-aggravating an injury and perhaps ending his career? I think the only reason would be that he's so cocky that he wants to be the fastest guy to recover from that injury. Sure. Like, that's could, the yeah. only reason that I could see him doing it. Because you're right. Like why would, you, why would you not just take the rest of this year off? And be around the clubhouse, build your relationships with guys. Um, apparently, he's working with like the practice squad just to like be out there and doing stuff. Um, why? Why not build that like camaraderie and then just come in next year? And be like, it's going to be Zach Wilson this year, um, and kind of just take a coaching aspect and be in the 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 film room and all that. It's but, a smart move, like, and yeah. I think realistically, it's what happens. I don't think he's silly enough to risk injuring himself to end his career when he's actually not healthy just to be the first guy to come back early. Yeah. Like, it sounds great. I don't think he'd actually do that, though. I don't. You don't know with him. You don't he's know. He's the weirdest guy. He's odd, but he doesn't do odd stuff. Like, that's kind of He actually doesn't like do... He doesn't do anything that a normal... Like, if he didn't play football, like football as a living, he would just be a normal guy that was just doing things. Like... I would argue that the people that work at like yoga studios are just as weird as as he is. Yeah, I don't think it's that weird. I don't think he's ever like exhibited sort of like odd behavior that's completely unwarranted. Well, right? he locked he himself lives... in a in a dark room for five yeah. days straight. Some days. other players have done that now food. too. Who? Oh, I can't. Oh. I can pull it up though. I can pull it up. I'm sure you could. Anyway, but that, that's also that's not a. I don't think he invented that. No, but he's the first guy to talk about it. That's sure. the that's where he comes off weird. He's the first guy to talk about these things that football players don't necessarily talk about. Well, I think he just takes a different approach to life where than maybe the traditional football player. But also, some of the best players, they do things differently, right? Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, he's Tom also... Tom Brady used to kiss his sons on the lips. Yeah, that's weirder. That's actually weirder. <laughs> that was... Oh, I remember that video. It was so strange. <laughs> Would you rather... <laughs> Kiss your dad on the lips, or just be in a dark, dark room for a pitch black room for five days. Me and my dad. I don't think I ever got a kiss on the cheek from my dad. I don't think we were we weren't ready to go to the lips. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, let's jump into the other quarterback in New York, Tommy DeVito, probably the most popular player in the NFL right now. Um, now he is actually playing very good football. He's three games in a row he's won since he's come in. He's undefeated. And he's also, he is New York. Like, he's born in Jersey. Um, Tommy Cutlets. Like he just, what a name. And like his the, family. If his to, agent. <laughs> <laughs> his agent stuff. Like, that was almost, I thought that was a joke. I thought it was his brother just being like, I'm going to do this just to play up. Because that's this is what it is, right? Like, it's not a gimmick, but... Like, if you had to put a face on New York... like Oh, he's AI, a walking stereotype. Yeah, if AI yeah. had to make a New York-looking guy, it's Tommy DeVito, right? Yeah. And his agent is yeah. just just one upset. It's like putting... He literally just put a hat on him. Oh, it's it's definitely a situation where it's like, you know, if, if you got to write a TV show where Tony Soprano's cousin's kid is an NFL backup QB, that's him. Yeah, a thousand percent. <laughs> I was, I was going to go Tony Danza, but uh, just because I can see him actually... Being like the quarterback guy from that, what the show used to be, because um, he ran a boxing gym, didn't he? But anyways, I don't remember the, uh, who's the boss? Are we talking about who's the boss? What are we talking? We're about talking here? about who's the boss? Yeah, yeah I don't remember. The some details. people might get the reference. Some I get the like reference, reference, but I don't remember the details on that one. Well, that's why that's the beauty about a reference every once in a while. Yeah, is someone goes, oh yeah, that's but a you great don't reference. even know if you Call hit back. the reference correctly. I think I nailed it, and I'm going to check after I re-listen yeah. to it. Be like, yeah, I was 100 percent right. Um, 
Now, what what do you actually think his future is? Like, I feel like he's fighting for a backup career for the next ten years. Yeah, it's difficult. I haven't actually watched him play. He's electric. He can run. (laughs) Like he's making throws. I'm like, what are you? What are you doing? And he's nailing them. Usually, that's not a long term. yeah, uh, a strategy that's gonna carry you through. But yeah, I think he's he's definitely made enough of a splash where he's gonna have a job on a team next year. Yeah, I'm not gonna say he's gonna be a starter. I don't know if he wants to stay. He probably wants to stay in New York yeah, though. From still his character, he's yeah, he seems like he would want to stay in New York. But his dad is a plumber, and his one of his dad's advertisements from his plumbing company is just Mario and Luigi. His his plumber is dressed up as Mario and Luigi. Like the the guy is basically New York. Like sure. it just I don't even think the story's good if he wasn't in New York. Like the Tommy DeVito story, would it be as good as it is if it, if he wasn't playing for the Giants? Yeah. Fuck the Jets probably wish they had him. Uh, the Jets would be the only <laughs> other team where it was better. Um speaking of quarterbacks that the Jets maybe want to have now. But I mean again, we're talking about Zach Wilson. He just had the game of his life, but Joe Flacco is playing like his Super Bowl MVP days. Uh, so what ended up happening with this one? Because you were talking about last time he was released from the team. Or Not he released. Sent, he was sent, sent to, to the, the practice, practice squad, squad, so he was eligible to be picking up by another yeah. team. So if, you, if you're if you on your team's 53-man roster, then no team can come approach you when you're under contract. Right. That's, that's illegal. Um, so you're basically with that team until the team decides they can let you go talk to other teams or they're trading you or they're releasing you. But when you're sent to the practice squad, that team's saying, we want you, but we don't want you enough to be stuck with you. So you you can talk to other teams. You can go to other teams, but we we want you to be in the building still, but we just don't know if we really care that much yeah. to like basically protect you. So he was sent down to the practice squad again after this game that he that he won on uh, on Sunday. So any team can come pick him up. It doesn't mean that he has like he can say no. I'm going right. to stay with Cleveland yeah, it's Browns. Yeah, he's allowed to negotiate. But he's yeah. allowed to have that open. I just don't know if you're a team in a like they're but in what's a the advantage spot. of doing this? Is there somebody else taking his spot that's each week? I, like if he know. goes down, does someone come up? Uh yes. Like they they if he goes down, essentially their roster goes to 52 men, so they can they can stay there and choose who they want to bring up as that 53rd guy. I just don't know what like why you would do that. Like I actually don't know the benefit of it either. Like he would, the guy threw through three threw for 311 yards, three touchdowns last week and beat the Jaguars. Like and like two in a row wins for him now too. He they're in a playoff spot. They're 8 and 5. They're tied with the Jaguars who were like in third. It's I I just don't I don't understand why you'd risk the quarterback on your team being able to go anywhere else. Well, Browns traditionally have not really managed quarterbacks well, so there yeah. shouldn't be a surprise on that end. Uh, but maybe it's as simple as the Browns are looking at it as nobody wanted this guy for the past this many years. Yeah. Nobody's going to grab him now. And like maybe he's saying, like, yeah, just send me down there, and then I'll come back up. Like, it's, no, I'm not going anywhere. But like, what team would come along if you're Joe Flacco that would have to come along and say, you're starting for us, come over here? Because right now, his best chance to start is with the Browns. His best chance to start and be successful is with the Browns. Yeah. He can start in like 10 different teams right now. It's a ridiculous season for quarterbacks being hurt. But, I mean, why would be the answer to that? Like, why would he leave when he's in a good situation for him? But, I, like, there's no future for Joe Flacco in Cleveland. It, I think Joe Flacco, just because of his age, doesn't have much of a future at all. But if he wants to play, he probably wants another contract. For sure. And he'll want to start. And I'm sure that's just the difficulty is for him getting a contract just because he is kind of, he's a bit older and he's been removed from football for a bit, right? So uh, he's probably just happy having anything get. He figures staying on the Browns, at least I could build a little relationship here with the management and just stay on for next year in kind of similar situation. And just play a backup until Deshaun Watson inevitably gets hurt again because he's going to get hurt he gets hurt every year he doesn't the Deshaun Watson's career he'll never play 16 games again in a regular 17. season it's a 17, 17 games in a regular it's season it's a 17 season I'm saying he won't I mean, he won't play 16 
I'm putting him in one play 14. It's <laughs> so I mean I guess it could be a good place for him to be, but he wants to start. He wants to start. I don't know where he'd be able to start right now, but he wants like he could probably for, go to, yeah. If he's thinking ahead to next year, it's going to be tough for him to be a starter next year. Yeah, I mean there's there's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks, but. There's also a lot of teams that just have quarterbacks either hurt or young that are trying to be good. Yeah. Like maybe the Bears, if they're done with like Justin Fields, go, hey, we're going to bring in Flacco for a year and then have the next guy that we draft kind of learn under Flacco. But, I mean, I Justin Fields has kind of come around. He's, he's playing really good football. He's going to be a starter on a team next year. Speaking of Justin Fields, I feel like you cost the Lions the game last week. Single-handedly, Why? individually, Solo by you. What did I do? You said the Lions don't do well against. They don't do uh, well against running quarterbacks. And I, you I evidence that. Because everyone knows you, that, but it's because of what you said. I you, I once got the blame for driving by your house and the Lions got scored on, and that was my fault. Yeah. So you I feel like a you, photo. You said you I thought you were going to pop. <laughs> I thought you were going to pop in the door. You shit talking them that oh they're they're not going to do well against this guy. Yeah. You brought that. You manifested manifested that into reality. But they they don't do well against. I was just right. Well, yeah. Then this that's what it costs you. What? Sometimes you don't want to be right. So I just say the wrong things and then just hope that it, the right thing happens. If that's what it takes for your team to win, that's what you got to do. No, I refuse to do that. I've been a Lions fan for too long. Okay, we don't. We just deal with losing. So anytime they lose, I'm like, yeah, that's what yeah, they do. That's I what mean, we do. Everyone has to remember this. A lot of people are freaking out about the Lions right now, and they've they've lost a couple ugly games. But we've been losing for sixty years. We're used like our fan base is used to it. So anyone who's actually a Lions fan and they're super angry right now, are you a Lions fan? Like, what are you talking about? We've been losing forever. This is a normal Lions season. Yourself, it's not the losing. It's the hope that kills you. Well, that's that's. <laughs> I think the hope is slowly drowning. Oh yeah, we're treading water right now. Yeah. But I mean, I don't, listen. We're going to be in the playoffs. We're a playoff already, birth is. We're going to be a in the successful playoffs. season. We're going to be in the playoffs. It's there's we have a winning like a winning record even if we lose every game for the rest of the year, um, and there's going to be two losing records that probably get into the playoffs this year. So I'm not too concerned about not making the playoffs, but I want to win one. That's what that's the importance of this year. Is I want to win one. I don't expect to win one. Let's get that clear. I don't expect to win one. You've had one Lions playoff win in your life? Yeah. Yeah. But you've had one playoff win in your dad's life? Uh, yep. We've had one playoff win since... You've had since... one playoff win in your granddad's yeah. life? <laughs> yes. We've had one playoff win since the Super Bowl was invented. Anyways, let's stop talking about the Lions. Um, let's talk about a team that actually might also be in trouble this year that is the miami dolphins they also tyreek hill we were just talking a little bit off air about how you you fell asleep during the game that's fine you're allowed to do that everyone falls asleep during some point at some point in the game oh no i didn't fall asleep during the game i fell asleep before the game and therefore missed the game completely so you slept during the whole game oh yeah no i didn't see a three hour nap well i feel like at 5 30 p.m for those that don't know, I'm in hyperbaric <laughs> therapy these days. So when I get out of that, I kind of usually just take a nap. And that nap is usually my five-hour sleep for the day. Right. Five-hour sleep for the day is not a normal person thing. No one just takes a five-hour sleep for the day. No, but also I exercise the Aaron Rodgers. I don't think anything I've ever done is the normal person way to do things. Right. So you're pleading your Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm, our version of the fifth. Right, but... I think the whole thing of being Aaron Rodgers is you don't do things the same way as other people. Yeah. So I can't be the Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to move past this. I'm going to move past this. I don't know why we're going in the first place. Anyways, they were up against Tennessee, which is a bad football team, with a rookie quarterback. They were up, I think it was like 27-13. With with, two minutes? Yeah, two minutes, 55 seconds, I think, exactly. And they lost that game. And they they had just scored to make it 27-13. And, yeah, they lost that game. They lost that game. Uh, Tennessee came back right away, scored a touchdown, um, and then went for two, got it, and then scored another touchdown and went for just a field goal to win the game. And then Dolphins got the ball back with, like, a minute left. Like, Tennessee scored those within, like, a minute 30. So they had the ball back with a minute left and couldn't do anything with it. Now, Tyreek also got hurt in this game. So he went out in the first um, quarter with an ankle sprain or something like that. Um 
and but it came back into play. Wasn't great. He might have been a decoy. Uh, we're not too sure, but he caught a couple balls. Though so he looked good, he was making cuts. He was fast still, but they weren't really using him. But I mean, like Tua stunk. Tua is Tua is very much not looking like a very good quarterback right now. And I think that team kind of lives or dies by his connection with with uh, Tyreek Hill. Who from that looked like a good quarterback last year or at the beginning of the season looks like a good quarterback now? I mean, it's nobody. such a weird. Like even nobody. Like, you know who I will say that looked very good at the end of last year That's we thought would take a step up, but it's kind of just, like, leveled out. Like, he's been very good, but I thought he was going to be excellent, like, top five, and that's Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Because they, they also lost the Browns this week. Now, mind you, he got rocked. Like, we didn't think he was going to play again. I When I saw him get coiled up last week, two weeks ago, um, I was like, oh, another quarterback for the rest of the year like a good one too on a playoff team but he came back tough guy um hung in there with the browns but it's uh, he hasn't taken that extra step that i thought like superstardom step like the steps no. with like your lamar jackson's no he hasn't so it's i, I but Tua. I, I also thought Tua was going to step up this year especially because the first four games he was so good right but i'd say Tua has a better opportunity he has a superstar level receiver there's no superstar level guy around. Probably the best receiver in the league. Sure. There's no there's no um, superstar level guy around Trevor Lawrence either. I'm not saying he's got garbage players, but he doesn't have like elite top three in the NFL at any single position kind of guys around him. Right. Never has. So it's a little bit harder. Um, yeah. No. Mahomes totally. at least got Kelsey. Top tight end in the league, right? Like he's a lot of these guys got somebody. Lamar Jackson doesn't. That's kind of Lamar Jackson does not. No, he's That's got a, nobody. No, he's got, he's he's got Mark Andrews, who's a lesser Kelsey, and yeah. he he does almost. Uh, but the to same be fair, Mark, Mark Andrews is a top three tight end in the league. Sure, but that's not saying much because the drop off from Kelsey to everybody else yeah. is huge. But also, uh, Lamar Jackson will just take matters into his own hands and run it. That's, that's what I mean. It's like that, that's why I think people underestimate him. Like as he's an MVP. And he gets underestimated in the league because pe- people look at Mahomes and they go, oh, well, he's got two Super Bowls. But he also has Travis Kelsey. Whereas you look at Lamar Jackson, he does get hurt a little bit too often. But the the guy is just consistently winning games on offense with no like no superstar help. I, yeah, but he hasn't done anything in the playoffs yet. But you know, last year he was out for the playoffs. He missed the playoffs. He yep. didn't play. Uh, this is his year. And that's a team that... Just stay healthy. Two, two things uh, I want to get into here quick. The teams right now that actually look like legit threats, to me, there's very few. Baltimore in the um, in the AFC. Yeah, Baltimore that's kind of the AFC. only team that's consistently doing well week in week out. And in the NFC, I got to think it's got to be the 49ers. The 49ers. So here's the thing: is the AFC is stacked. Like there's, it goes it's, to like the 11th. Seed that is seven and it's six. It's tight. Yeah, all the way, all the way I down wouldn't say right. stacked. It's tight. All the way down to seventh seed is seven and six. But a lot of these teams will just blow, like winnable games. Sure, but so do like. Ah, let's say the Lions. <laughs> You're not wrong. I would say the 49ers are probably the team to beat. Like the NFC is top heavy. 49ers, Cowboys, Eagles. That's probably the contenders you're going to get, right? In yeah. the Super Bowl. Um and then 49ers are a tier above Cowboys and Eagles because they've blown both those teams out. So the AFC though, you're you're looking at Ravens at the top and then like Dolphins are next, but do you I don't trust them at all. Dolphins haven't beat a winning team, have they? They've beat one, I think. Was it one? I think the the, I think it might have just been the Bills. Bills have a winning record as of today? Uh, yeah. 7-6. Yeah. 7-6. They didn't have a winning record when the they beat No, me. they did not. They're 5-6, I believe. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's like, the, yeah, Ravens very much, is, they're in control of the AFC. Yeah. It's just that you, like, I'm, I, we're looking at it right now. Who are you afraid of if you're the Ravens on this team? Like, Dolphins 2, Chiefs 3, Jags 4. The Ravens can beat Steelers. any team on there. I'm afraid of the Bills down at seven. They're seventh in standings. Like if I'm the Ravens, I'm going. The only team I'm very much afraid of making a run. You always have to be afraid of Mahomes, but yeah. we know that there's significant flaws in Kansas yeah. City. But the Buffalo Bills at seven and six, they like they're one game back of being fourth place. I know that's not true, but like one place first or 
Sorry, one first place in the wild card. It's, it's shocking that they might miss the playoffs by multiple spots. <laughs> yeah, but like looking at this, are you, don't you think the Bills are the most dangerous team that, and they're not even in the playoffs right now? Yeah. If you're the Ravens, thinking about that, like Josh Allen is so good. Um, and then going back to the NFC, what about the Bengals? How are the Bengals still competing without Burrow? Man, I'm telling you. So we talked about this last week. That Jake Browning kid, kid. Um, like he actually could be a starting quarterback on a team next year that's not Cincinnati. He is playing as well as you would expect, better if not better. Yeah, like Las Vegas would be very smart to try to get Jake Browning on their team. There was a little thing that I always talk about. I like guys based on character, not always so much about their skill level. It's about their attitude towards things. And I liked, and this is such a small little sample size of you know, his, his character, but there's that little thing that came out where, you know, he gave, his, um, he gave, uh, he had the Joe Burrow suite for his family. Yeah. And then the reporters asked him, are they going to get it again? And he gave a very blue collar answer. He's like, I don't know if they, as long as they're like respect, you know, like respectful yeah. and they, yeah. they, you know, like they don't, it doesn't let them get to their heads. Right. Cause if it gets to their heads, they're going right back out in the cold. Right. <laughs> yeah, like that's exactly what he said. He's like, that's a blue collar guy. That's the guy that's, you know, he's focused on the right things. Right. Doesn't, he's not trying to just live it up with his family's superstar life. He's like, no, no, no. You know, like this, there's bigger things than that. And yeah. That's the kind of character I like for a young quarterback because it shows where his focus is at. Said the same thing about Jalen Hurts. Why I thought he was going to be successful was th- that sort of attitude. He's also so a lot of people were throwing around the Tom Brady. The next Tom Brady is that Devito kid, which we can both yeah you're laughing at it because it's laughable. Um, but Jake Browning, like if you had if we had to compare a guy that is like drafted late, not too much is expected of him to come into the league. Like if this is if we had to choose a guy that was going to be this year, that's the next Tom Brady. I think Jake Browning is probably the guy. Like there's a bunch of teams the Chicago Bears it's could get him, the Raiders could get him. Um, it's such a unfair comparison. Oh, a hundred, a thousand just, percent. It's the great Brady's the greatest of all time. But it's also to be on pace with Brady, you got to win a Super Bowl in your first two seasons, and then just continue, continue win, winning win them six more after that. Like consistently, like that's yeah. such a it's such an impossible task to put on anybody to be the next Tom Brady, because let's say you win. Two Super Bowls, your first and second year, and you win one more somewhere else in your career. Yeah, you didn't get half as many as I him. know, and that's a, and hall, that's of a fame hall of Fame career. <laughs> right yeah, there. like you know, it's just such a, it's such an unattainable goal that it can be attained. Tom Brady did it, but, but I mean, there's teams that should be looking very seriously at Jake yeah. Browning. Like it, and the, it just it makes sense, and I I hope he does well because if he takes them to the playoffs and wins a playoff game. He will start somewhere else in the league. Hundred percent, he will. Those guys don't just sit back no. the next season after that. They're too valuable, and there's too few of them in the NFL. It's a quarterback-driven league, and it does not feel like there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that are just absolutely dominating. Um, now, another team that we probably we just talked about, like the Dolphins, being very worried about their playoffs coming up at the end of the season. Eagles concerns. They just lost to the San Francisco 49ers and the Cowboys. Um, those, those, are, those are, are who they're going to have to play. Those to are definite concerns, seeing that those are the top teams in your conference. Yeah, and you have to beat. You're going to have to beat. They didn't one come of those close. Teams. They didn't come close to beating no, either. I know they weren't in. It wasn't like you know came down to a final play. Like there was a call that could have gone another different way. It was a jump ball. Like something like no, you. You weren't going to win those. You yeah. didn't come close to winning. Now Hertz did come out and say something along the lines of, and this isn't an exact quote, but saying like this isn't a forever problem. It's just a little blip. We've just got yeah. to solve the little blip, and then we'll be fine. Um, which he's, I don't think he's wrong about that. I don't think the Eagles are in trouble. Like Their offense is humming. They they have the tush push, the most dangerous play in the league. And their defense is good. I think their defense just needs to get kind of their feet back underneath of them, so to say. Like they're, It's a very good defense. Um, and I, it's San Francisco is the best offense in the league. It's the, also the shoe is on the other foot now, so to speak, because... The Eagles were the team at the top where the 49ers needed a revenge match against them. They were the ones gunning to take them down. Yeah. The Cowboys wanted to take them down, right? Like they, yeah. The Eagles were at the top. They had nowhere else to go. Now it's kind of switched. Totally. So now it's a little more even next time they play. They don't have the same kind of motivation like, hey, these guys really fucking got us last time. We have to show them what we got. Yeah. Both teams can kind of go out and compete. And I think it'll kind of even out a little more in the playoffs. I don't think... Well, I think I, I don't think the Cowboys blow out the Eagles or kind of just 
walk walk away with an easy win or a relatively easy win. To be honest, I could see the 49ers doing it though. If I when am. the 49ers are at their best, they're so good. That the team just on paper and in reality from what we've seen, the only times they didn't play great is with a few injuries. But when Debo and uh CMC were both hurt is when they lost three in a row. But since those guys have been healthy, unstoppable. And yeah, the their, their team is going through. Yeah, like Brock Purdy is just going to give them the ball. That's his job. Um, and we all know how I feel about Brock Purdy, but with him, we they, all know how I feel about Brock. Yeah, Purdy. I know. And he, but he can very much lead this team through to the Super Bowl just based off of the people he has around him. Yeah. Now, I will say that the Eagles can be more dangerous because of that mentality. Like I've always been the guy that said, if you have to play a team in the regular season that you know you're going to need to play in the playoffs, like you know that these guys are going to be in the playoffs, you're most likely to meet them. I would rather lose the game in the regular season. Of course. And and have that mentality going into the yeah. the playoffs. Like you the always want to be the underdog. I always want to be uh, the underdog. It happened to the Chiefs and the Bengals uh, a season ago? Was it last season? Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was some, last yeah. season. The it Chiefs, always seems like the, the Chiefs, Chiefs Bengals Bills are yeah, always one the of the Chiefs underdogs. The Chiefs lost to the Bengals in the regular season, saw them in the playoffs, and beat them in the playoffs. Yeah. I always want to have that loss. If it's if I'm meeting someone in the playoffs and we've had a regular season game, I always want the the articles going into the playoffs game to be like, well, the 49ers won, so yeah. they probably have the edge. Back to San Francisco. Did you hear the uh, comments that or I don't know if they're 100% accurate, but they came out that uh, Shanahan had a game plan for uh, DK Metcalf. I just try to get him. Like I did hear about that. DK Metcalf is the most he. So Draymond Green just got suspended by the NBA indefinitely. Yeah, just hothead. Right. He's a hothead. He that's what the way so, to describe him is. He can't control his emotions. That's what a hothead is, and he does that. He gets caught with that. But is, Draymond's like Draymond's are a little different. What Draymond's doing is these kind of like uncontrolled. Like, it's either you have so little control of your body, which is still your responsibility to control, that yeah. you're just flailing kicks and, like, you know, like, stepping on guys, falling on guys, like, hacking them, slapping them, punching them, right? Like, these aren't clear-cut punches thrown. They're wild body movements that just result in causing bodily harm to your opponent. Well, he did put a guy in the headlock. Yeah. I'm not saying he's never done, like he's never done any anything wrong. Like that one was a that was like in the middle of like a scrum, you know, like right. that was an obvious one. But you can't just keep doing that no. time and time and time again. DK Metcalf is more blatant that he's throwing a punch at a guy, he's shoving the guy. It's not like a it, it's not the shortest fuse in the NFL. Oh he, yeah. We said I think we said this a couple where we both agreed on it that he, if you can get under his skin, you completely it's take over. him out of the it's game. Over. Yeah, completely take him out of the game. He got kicked out, yeah. and the guy that, like, so he went after Wagner, who was a linebacker for the 49ers. He didn't Warner. like Fred, Fred. Fred Warner. Warner sorry, yeah, I uh, went after Fred Warner, and Fred Warner just hands up like, whoa, 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 take it easy. And then uh, cornerback, forget his name, Laura Lornell, Lonell, something Lenore, along Lenore, Lenore. Yeah, thank you. That's two for two for you yeah. right now. Um came in and defended his teammate every that's a good teammate for sure. also if you have to trade off dk for lenore you're doing it every single time lenore is like two two years into the this season it, it's all it's always been a smart cornerback move if a cornerback or any sort hey, of i'm here to shut back, this guy down might as well get him out of the yeah, game if i can take him out of the game completely one for one we're both out yeah. that's a fair trade if you can take one, like the top uh, receiver on a team out of the game yeah you're, 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 and he's like the third cornerback on that team, third yeah. or fourth cornerback. So he's able it's to take out their trade. best receiver. That is a every every team in the world would do that, except for the Seattle Se- Seahawks. So I mean, DK Metcalf needs to he needs to he needs to talk to somebody. He needs to be like, hey, you're going to get mad. That's what football is. It's it's but you have to channel that energy into yards. You have to channel that energy into blocking guys when it's legal. You can't just be upset. Gronkowski, and throw there's punches that famous footage of Gronkowski. He shoves the guy, uh, him and the, I forget who it was. They're going at it all game, and then he two hand shoves him, like just blocking wise, takes him out of the play, out of the end zone, through the sidelines, and then just like you know, he he, he took him about 15, 20, 30 yards <laughs> way too far after the play, just to prove a point. Yeah, got a penalty for it, but still, he kind of he set the tone. The guy didn't mess around anymore. And and DK needs to do more of that stuff because it's always like so. 
He got up, oh, went every after player one. Knows, every player yeah. now knows oh, that, hey, we can just get this guy. Especially if they go to the playoffs. He did it in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Or, or no, it wasn't the playoffs. It was to get into the playoffs against the Rams. And he lost, He caught like a 35-yard 35 uh, 35 pass and then went after Ramsey and got a penalty. It was like, dude, you're fighting for your playoff life right now. Now then the Lions beat the Packers and the Seahawks missed the playoffs. But, uh, oh, no, Seahawks got in. No, because Seahawks of that. got yeah. in. Packers missed yeah. the playoffs. Cause we, yeah. um, so they only got in because of the Lions, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But he, ha- like, he has to. If he's going to be an all-time player, which he has the body and skill set to do, he can't be doing this. Like, the greats don't do this. No. Jerry Rice is never getting kicked out of a game for losing his temper. No. Like, it's just, and as a Seattle fan, which you are, like, it's got to be so frustrating to watch. It, it's, yeah, it's, he doesn't do anybody any good. Not his team, not himself. Well, that's exactly it, too. Like, you're putting your, like, your team needs you on the field, not defending your honor or the coach's honor or anyone. Like, you have to be the guy on the field that, yeah. that like, is responsible. Let Lenore, guys like Lenore on your team, be the guys that are, are fighting. Like, you need to be on the field every play. Yeah. It's it was frustrating to see, but also it wasn't surprising. No, it's become point. it's become a regular occurrence now. Yeah, I don't I don't even know when it started too. Like, was he like this his entire career? I I didn't notice it as a rookie. Maybe kind of over the last two seasons, yeah. I've I've noticed it over the last two seasons. It's been happening more and more and more, and maybe it's just adding frustrations that the team's not really that successful. They're not making. I a, mean, they were they're in making the playoffs. playoffs. Last year. They're making playoffs, but they're not making a push in the playoffs. They're not right. really a favorite or. But I, like, to game. me, it stood out the game we talked about with the Rams, where it was like, "This is for you to get into the playoffs to do some damage," and you're acting like like you don't belong there. Yeah, it was very odd. Um, Could okay. we call a roid rage? No, because he probably gets tested for that all the time. Every time he punches somebody, he probably gets uh, they probably get drug right. tested. <laughs> or else you normally would, because that's what it seems like. That's 100% what it seems like. Um, okay, some conflicting reports that came out yesterday. And it, by conflicting, I mean there was one guy named Tom who works with the New England Patriots that said that the Patriots have already decided after the game in Germany when they lost the Colts that Bill Belichick will not be back next year. Now, no one else reported this. He reported it. It was put up on the score and TSN, both Canadian websites. Was not put up on ESPN. Wasn't put up on Bleacher Report. Um, the Athletic didn't grab it. Nobody took this seriously. Um, New England obviously denied it. But, like, sure, it might end up being true. But that's because it's going to be a, a mutual decision between the two, right? It's not going to be New England saying you're fired. It's going to be like, Bill, what would you like to do? I, I don't think it really matters who initiates it. I think everybody sees this coming. And even if the rumor is unsubstantiated, I still think it'll end up being true. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But I don't think that it happens. There's a, there's a line be... in a Michael Jackson song in Billie Jean says, until the lie becomes the truth. <laughs> and I think that's what this is, right? I think this is exactly what's going to happen. That's a great reference. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're on top of the references to this. That's a great reference. Um, but... I, but I don't think it's decided yet. I think it'll be a sit down between Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick. At the end of the year, both of them go like, what are we going to do? How are we going to fix this? Are we going to fix it? Or but we I both think go? it also might come to there's rumblings that the Patriots are already looking at a replacement. But don't you need a general manager for that? He is the general manager. Bill Belichick is the general manager. Yeah, but that could be it. Maybe they're looking at a general manager. To just come in and redo everything. Now, I, I think that as long as he wants to be there, he's there. I think that's how it kind of is going to work. I just don't think... I think he wants to do what Tom Brady did and say I'm going to go win somewhere else and I'm going to do and I'm going to leave to prove how good I am. Uh, and it's not a shot against him or any coach. The best coaches of all time they move around. Like it's not Oh no, coaches yeah, lose their effectiveness. It just it happens, yeah. right? You lose the team, you lose the effectiveness. Um, you lose the city, you lose the fans, you lose the trust in the organization. You just have to go somewhere else where someone's happy to have you again. Yeah, but it's also sometimes your way of doing things isn't right in the current, you know, two, three years, but four, five years. that's not going to better when he takes that same mentality to a different team. No. But you're right. He's a, like an old school guy, which I don't know if that flies so well with people now. You saw that footage with uh, Bailey Zappi dapping yeah, up I the did, yeah, uh, offensive uh, coordinator. Yeah, and then, and then just all l- like military t- style respect for... Recess uh, forward, arm out, shake hand, elbow perfectly straight. Congratulations. Nice tight squeeze. And congratulations, walk, coach. Yeah. Congratulations, coach. Spin on, on one ankle and walk back to your dresser. I got to say, though, I 
I, I I've been shitting on the kid, but I did. I was kind of happy to see like how excited Bailey Zappi was for have that to win. Be. He played well. He deserved it. Like, but you have to show that emotion. Like people want to see that emotion with yeah. Bill, maybe not, but your fans want to be like, he's ex- he's. I have trust in him wanting to win. Yeah, but also just like. That was the you know like the schoolyard happiness of a kid that like yeah, was. played well, right? Like, you could just see yeah. like that childhood, you know, emotion on his face, yeah. and that's you know that that brings the nostalgia in sports, right? That's what that's why you play the game. Yeah, that's why we watch it. Um, okay, we got two more things here. Uh, we'll go through them quickly, uh, and then we'll get into the the rest of the. This next, next one's a this, tough one. Next week, it's a tough one. After week fourteen. Current leading MVP candidate. Now, I got in a fight with this with my friends about a week ago because I said Dak. And they said Dak hasn't beat anybody. But now, he has. He has. Who else? If if not Dak, then who? Well, if the Dolphins kept winning, I'd say Tyreek. Sure. But, they, but they're they not. If he hits 2,000 yards this, uh, this season. Maybe um, offensive player of the year. He's got it locked in. Offense, yeah. but like MVP, you gotta. It's there's different criteria. It does usually go to a quarterback. I understand that it shouldn't. It should go to the most important player. Um, but you heard uh, JJ Watt's comments on that, which makes sense. The reason he agrees that it goes to a quarterback isn't because the quarterback's always the most valuable player, but it's the most valuable position. It, right. Your your quarterback is such a crucial position, more so than any other player on the field individually, that. It kind of makes sense that it goes to them just by the nature of each position's defining roles. Right. I, I understand that. Yeah. So is there a quarterback that deserves it more than Dak? It's tough. No, no like nobody's a clear-cut head-and-shoulders candidate. The only guy I maybe would say— Maybe Jackson. Maybe— Lamar Jackson, for sure, would be in the— He has yeah. to be in, in the In the conversation, yeah. Dak— now, like, I, I, can see I would argue Purdy opposite for in the no, conversation, but I don't think he no. beats bullshit. either of those two. CMC is more valuable to that team than Purdy is. Sure. So I think I don't, I would not, the only reason Purdy's getting into it is because he's the quarterback of that team. Exactly. Anybody can be the quarterback That's of that team. That's what I'm saying. He's in the conversation, but I don't put him above those other two. He's in it just because he has to be in it because he's the quarterback of the best uh, team. Sure. And that's it. But CMC is the that's most valuable player on that to be team. in the conversation. That's it. Not to actually beat out some other guys in that. Now, if if the Houston Texans go from 7-6 into a playoff spot, they're one game behind Jacksonville in their division. If they win the division, C.J. Stroud has to be up there with Dak. Yeah. Like that, From the way he plays? If, oh, yeah. If, yeah. He's, yeah. He's making that team hum. Now, That's why I specifically worded this after week 14, because I still think there will be a lot of shuffling on this by... Yeah. By the end of the season, because you could also, if the Bills get back in the playoffs and are uh, maybe win their division, they're two games behind the Dolphins. Josh Allen. Yeah. If you got Broncos beating the Chiefs, one game behind the Chiefs, Russell Wilson get in that conversation. If the Chiefs go off from here on out, the love for Patrick Mahomes, he'll win it again. Yeah, you know, like any anything can happen. Still. Yeah, it's still enough games that I put it on Dak though. I say I, I, I agree. I think. Yeah. Even though I'm not his biggest fan, I think as of today... Don't he, like the Cowboys, don't like that. He would be the guy to give it but to But how do you not give it to him? Yeah. Um, okay, this is just we're, this is a statement to everybody because we love a good roast. We love a good comedy oh, show. You I've always I. wanted to roast somebody. We, I feel like this is a comedy show, but yeah. no, I don't know if anyone laughs. Do we laugh? No. We, we chuckle. No, I want to laugh, but it's nothing's we ever chuckle. Bad, yeah. Do uh, you want to tell the people May 5th what's going on? I just saw this right before we started recording. Apparently, Netflix is hosting a Tom Brady roast. It's got the regular uh, most famous roast master of all, Jeff Ross. Who I've had tequila shots with. You have you? Oh, I have. Do you want to share that story? Uh, we were in L.A. Uh, a buddy of mine, Adam, lives in L.A., still lives in L.A., and this was probably 2014, I want to say. We went to um, the Blues, House of Blues. In House L.A. Blues. And we went up. Um, Steel Panther was playing on the first level. Okay. The second level was just another bar that was a little bit smaller. We went up there, and Jeff Ross was up there. Uh, there was another comedian with him. I want to say it was um, Dane. Dane Cook? Dane Cook. But I can't remember exactly. 
but I remember Jeff Ross, and we did tequila shots with him. Uh, we had ourselves a good night. That was a good trip. That was a good trip that year. You, you bought him a drink? Oh, yeah. We were rolling in money when we saw him. <laughs> there was like eight of us. We could afford buying him one tequila shot. Um, yeah, so that's awesome. A roast, also, if no one knows, is when you uh, have a host and a guest of honor being Tom Brady, and everyone gets to just rip into all the people on the panel. I, if you had a dream guest on that panel, I know who I want. Who do you want? I put no thought of this. You go first. Peyton Manning. He's got to be on that panel. Right. He has to be. He's one, funny, and two, he's the guy that... Eli would be funnier, actually. Eli's not as funny, but... On that panel would be... On that panel to antagonize Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady, like, he's got this mutual respect for Peyton. He just hates Eli. Uh, He He hates him in a respectful way, but he just hates Eli. Well, he's got to think, like, Peyton Manning is... If you had to argue best quarterback of all time... Against Tom Brady, my argument is Peyton Manning. I think Peyton Manning is a better, pure quarterback than Tom Brady. Of course. Now he didn't lose to Peyton Manning. He lost to Peyton Manning's little brother, who was nowhere near the quarterback level that Peyton was. Eli was he won two Super Bowls. Can't take those away from him. And he is a little bit funny, but he wasn't the pure quarterback that Peyton no. was. So I actually think that'd be funny. Maybe have them both on. Oh, for sure. Just have them sit beside each other and just like talking, just hands in front of their mouth. Just talking shit about Tom the entire time. That'd be great. I hope those guys are on there. I bet you Peyton Manning's on there. There's no way he's not. He's got to be. He's got to be. Okay, so we don't have a conspiracy of the week this week, but what we do have is fantasy playoffs are starting. Um, I know nobody gives a shit about other teams' fantasy players, but uh, we have to do a little bit of thing on this, um, and that is you're going in the fantasy playoffs, I'm going in the fantasy playoffs. Who... Do you want to have a good week this week specifically? And who do you want to have a bad week specifically? And it's like not trying to jinx the guys, not trying to like say I need a good, but like realistically. Well, obviously anybody on my team, one of the teams I play on that like the fantasy starts on this week just because it's more teams. Um, the other team I play, uh, the other league I play in has less teams. So it just starts next week. Um, anybody on my team to go off, but there's bonuses. There's massive bonuses. Like if you run for more than 40 yards, or, you know, you're play. receiving these, you get a bonus. And more than 50, more than 60, whatever. So if any of my players can get a big bonus and just, like, pull up 70 points or something. 70 points? I've never hit 70. I hit, like, almost 60 so points. So, like, if they run for 40 yards on one play. You so, like, bonus? Debo Samuel, three TDs. I got, like, almost 60 points out of him that week. What the hell is wrong with this league? That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. It's bonuses. Yeah, yeah but it, it, it you've, even, so you've already said that, but just saying the word again doesn't make me evens, like it. It evens out because everybody can get them. So, like, what it does is you're almost never out of it. If you got one receiver running back left, if right. he goes off on well, that game, exciting. you can, like, really come, make a big yeah. comeback. That would be exciting. But, again, a lot of people are going to hate it because it's not the standard. No, it's weird. It is. It's very weird. The other league I play in has defensive players. Linebackers, yeah, like D-backs, and defensive linemen. Well, okay. So What's more weird? I, I need – I'm very worried about Eckler because that offense is shit now with the Chargers. I don't know what happened to them. Kellen Moore, who looks they like Butthead from Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. He was ruined that <laughs> they offense. They shut the other team out. Eckler needs to step up. Um, very worried about his play. And if I had to go with – like, I'm very afraid of Prescott. I'm hoping that his like playing against the Buffalo Bills will help me out. Yeah. So I – as long as I win, I'm happy. But I've always said fantasy football brings out the worst human nature in your psyche. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, for you to have a shot at winning a week, just so you can have a shot at making the playoffs, just so you can have a shot at maybe making, like, anywhere from a couple hundred to, like, a thousand or so bucks. Yeah. You start wishing this guy dies in a car ah, crash. No, like, yes, you start you. wishing. You start no. wishing the worst no, things. I hope this guy breaks his leg. I hope no. this guy gets arrested at the that's airport. You. No, no, no. You. you wish the worst on your opponent's just players you. just so you can win. No, nope. like, I hope everyone goes out there and safe. I just hope the other team <laughs> players sucks. That's all I wish for. But anyways, that's enough fantasy talk here. No one wants to hear about anything else. Let's move on to this week's games. So let's start with the bad game of the week because i know you like the bad game it's i do like the bad game of the week it's your chargers who actually scored seven points last week not three i I correct myself um and against my raiders two teams are not going anywhere two teams that both suck typically 
historically for the last few seasons with these rosters, similar rosters, they've actually had pretty good games against each other. Well, last year, the last game of the week, or last game of the year, which was the last game of the week, was for the playoffs. I think it was two seasons ago, no? I thought it was last year. Was it last year? I think it was two seasons ago. Was it? Anyways, who cares? Either way. But that's a good example of these two teams. Yeah. Regardless, I think it typically would be a good game, but these offenses are struggling. Neither offense seems to be going anywhere right now. Also, both had, like, they've already fired the head coach of the Raiders. Chargers head coach is probably next. Probably after this game. Like, you're not going to fire a coach on the um, short week. But after this game, he's probably fired. So, I would say so. But the like this is probably, both these teams are going to be massively yeah. different next year. Yeah. Chargers missing their number one receiver. Missing their quarterback. Yeah, missing Keen- their quarterback. Yeah, he out. left early. Yep, Keenan Allen is out this week as of today. He's uh, not going to be playing Thursday night. Um, it just It's going to be a shitty game. Thursday night. But here's the thing. Is Thursday night, the game always is expected to be shitty, but we've had some like very bad teams just scoring lots of touchdowns. Right, but we've also had some terrible Thursday night games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thursday nights are the worst. Yeah. And Al Michaels... Uh, it was t- he was taken off of a playoff game. He was supposed to be an announcer on a play by play guy on the one of the playoff games this year. They took him off, and I think it's just because he shit talks every team that comes into Thursday night. He's like, "This, why are we watching this game? These are two bad quarterbacks. Why are we watching this game? We should have got some some other teams yeah. to be playing tonight." The game of the week, in my opinion, some might dispute it. It's got to be the Bills versus the Boys, and that's I, because Bills we know their potential. Yes. They've turned it on as of late. Yes. They've won the last two yep. in pretty exciting fashion. And they're fighting for a playoff spot. They're tied with, I think, 14 other teams yeah. in the AFC <laughs> yeah. at 7-6 and six or so, 7-5. Seven yep. uh, and they're playing the Cowboys, who made a statement game. But they have to carry on. If they want that bye, yeah. they have to carry on and keep winning. Cowboys so got, yeah. They can't and take their, their foot off the gas. No, they especially because Philly, if Philly wins every game for the rest of the year, if they, they both the win out, yeah, yeah Philly, Philly has, gets, the, Philly the, has tie the tiebreaker. Yeah. yeah. Now, so I agree with you. Like Bills can't lose another game this year, especially like this is a no. huge statement game for them. It's in Buffalo. Um, they're favored to win by two and a half points. Uh, I, I Cold think weather against a warm weather team too. That always has an I impact. I this could be my, maybe we get snow. I haven't looked at the forecast, but maybe we get snow. Oh yeah, I love snow games. Those are my favorite games. If it's to watch. a snow game, I'm taking the Bills. A I don't thousand think, percent. I don't think the the who do the Cowboys have that plays in the snow? Nobody. Nobody. No one I can think of from college. Well, where's Dakota from? Dakota Fanning. I don't know. No, I haven't seen her in any movies. Dakota Prescott. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I. No idea. I feel like he's from a cold weather place. I don't think so. He's not as tough as Josh Allen is. Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a California boy. Yeah, but he's tough as shit. He's, he's just been a in Buffalo now boy. for like he's three just or four big. years. Yeah, and he's also used to playing in Buffalo now. So I think Buffalo wins. That's the game. the game of the week. The other, the only other game, like we're, that's a one twenty-five p.m. game. I will say the Sunday night game is also very interesting with Jaguars versus Ravens in Jacksonville. Like Jaguars got to start winning games again. They've kind of slipping a little bit. They lost the Browns, so like I think that this is a, another big game for them. Also, Saturday night Lions Broncos is no game to slow chat either. Saturday games. Yeah, I forgot about the December Saturday games. Love the December Saturday games. Those are my favorite nights to watch football, I think. In December, sit at home, wine, football, knowing that the next day you're getting a full slate of football games. There's nothing better. Especially when it's cold out and you don't want to go out because where yeah. we live, it's cold and wet and ugly. and Yeah, ugh. the wet cold is way yeah, worse wet than cold. the snow cold. It, it chills you to your bones. It's, it's, a deep, it's a deep, deep cold. Okay, so who you got? Uh, who you got this week? What did you pick? Three? Okay, I'll just go through all three, and then you do your thing. I got the Bengals over the Vikings because uh, the Vikings seem to have some sort of uh, quarterback troubles. They yeah, new benched, quarterback. Bench Dobbs, whereas the Bengals seem to be not having any sort of quarterback trouble after losing their top guy, New Tom Brady. New it's Tom Brady. almost as if they still have their. $300 million man or whatever. Games in Cincinnati, Bengals yeah. are three-point favorites. Despite the Bears' impressive win the last week, oh, easy. I'm taking the Browns. Browns don't seem to be stumbling either. Where is this game? Oh, there it is. I see it. I see it. Yeah, 10 a.m. 10 a.m., 1 p.m. if you're on the East Coast. Yeah. Browns in Cleveland. Three-point favorites Cleveland. You think Only three. But Browns over Bears. I also I think that like 
I think the, the Browns are a playoff been... team. The Browns are a playoff team. Currently, the seven and six, they're fighting for a playoff it's spot. Deep enough in the season that that's not an accident. Joe Flacco could ruin this Browns Bears defense. Yeah, and then I'm taking the easy one just because the uh, lead I have for the most picks correct is dwindling. Yeah, so I'm taking the 49ers over the Cardinals. Although that could backfire because the 49ers aren't playing for as much. No, I this think. could be one of those games where they overlook the team. Yeah. Like that that could, definitely in could in Arizona, they're twelve and a half point favorites. This could very much be a game where like, let's just get through Arizona and then we got like three more games to the playoffs. Yeah. Let's just start thinking about it. So this could very much be a and like Kyler Murray's slinging the ball around, so that, this could be an upset. I, I I'm calling the two. This is one team I could see the Cardinals coming out winning. Yeah. And but you're choosing the 49ers. Well yeah. You have to take the yeah, Vikings. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, um, I got the Bengals over Vikings. But I took that one. I know. Well, this is I didn't <laughs> look at yours before I did it, so I'm I'm riding with you. Did you? No other overlaps. I got the Texans over the Titans in Tennessee. I think Houston bounces back from that bad game. Um, CJ Strauss would play much better. I don't think Titans are gonna like the Titans were better than what they usually are in that game. Um, I know the Titans are favored to win by three, um, but I think that's. Just because it's in Tennessee, it's a divisional game. Those are always tough. But I got Texans. And then I got uh, this one I think is going to be pretty easy. Rams are six six and a half point favorites over the Washington Commanders in L.A. I think Matthew Stafford just throws the ball all over the place for a uh, an easy victory in Los Angeles for the, the Rams, Rams. Rams are the biggest surprise team for me this year. Well, them, they, they had a lot of Tex- injuries last them year. Them and the Texans. They had a lot of injuries last year, right? Like we forget, Everybody forgets about that. Yeah. Like... And we also talked about it at the beginning of the season. Like, we don't really know if people want to play for the Rams right now. Like, but they're six and coach, seven. The coach they're, doesn't want to be there. They're a game out of the playoffs right now, yeah. so they could still make the playoffs. Um, oh, the Rams are out of the playoffs. I yeah, they they're in. currently out. The Packers have that last spot. At oh, six yeah, right there. But the Rams are six and record, seven. Yeah. The Seahawks are six and seven. Falcons, Saints are both six and seven. All of them are tied for that last. Uh, spot I think the, the Vikings spot. are going to slip out of there. I agree. Yeah, I think all these teams could be seven and seven probably by the end of the weekend i and i still it'd be it's more exciting for the rams to do well i think in nfl for for the league um and maybe the packers too but i didn't say that um all right everybody thank you for listening we will be back next week with uh running down the clock Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.